Hi, high school football fans. This is the High School Football America radio show for November 24, 2017. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Hopefully everybody had a fun time with family and friends yesterday. Hopefully you got lots of food and a lot of football you were able to watch on uh, on the television. And uh, we've got a big heaping helping of high school football throughout the weekend as state championship games are being played in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Missouri. You can keep up with all of the action by coming to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com throughout the weekend and uh, clicking on our live Top 100 scoreboard and our state-by-state scoreboards, all powered by ScoreStream, the great app that you can download free at Google Play and in the iTunes Store. When you're out at the game, you can score along, let everybody know how your favorite team's doing, and upload videos and photographs as well. It's a great way to uh, let everybody know how your favorite team, player, community, they're doing this weekend as uh, high school football rolls uh, toward its uh, final month of the season with all of these games being huge games. Also on the show tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about that Northeast tradition that I love, Turkey Day football, games in 10 different states yesterday, uh, most of them being in the Northeast. There is uh, a game in Missouri. There is uh, also one out here in California in the northern part of the state where they play for a big cow femur. Yes, it's called the Big Bone. And it is a cow femur, so uh, that's why it's called the Big Bone. We're going to talk about all of that action from yesterday a little bit later in the show. We've got 11 big matchups head-to-head in the top 100 this weekend. All of these games so, so important. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. A couple of guests on the show tonight. We're going to speak with Troy McAllister, the head coach at Phillips Academy. He's been on the show before, uh, the coach at uh, the Chicago Public School that is doing just amazing things, playing for its third championship, state championship in the last four years. This is a school that's uh, in a predominantly African-American section of Chicago. Uh, They were downtrodden. Troy came in, and he has just turned this program around doing wonderful things, playing on Saturday. That's tomorrow for the uh, Class 5A championship there. They uh, were the first team several years ago to win a state championship in the state of Illinois from the Chicago public public school system. And they're hoping to do it again. Troy McAllister coming up in a little bit. We're also going to be announcing a new partnership with Football University, better known as FBU. We're going to be talking with Edwin Weathersby about that coming up in just a little bit. He is the uh, the player uh, personnel director out here in the West for the uh, U.S. Army All-American Bowl and the uh, Football University Freshman All-American Game. So we're going to be talking about that partnership coming up a little bit later here on the High School Football America radio show. Uh, as I said it is a big weekend of football state championship medals being handed out and then there's also a lot of big games that punch tickets to state championship games or get teams a step closer to winning that gold medal out here in southern california just a huge night as four teams within the top 25 go head to head it's the uh, cif southern section division one semifinals uh, i'm going to tell you right here and now this is the toughest playoff division in america this year year in and year out they're near the top but this year uh, it goes without saying that they are the uh, championship bracket in America. The two semifinals tonight are dandies. I'll be checking out the game between number one modern day, number one in all the ranking services. They've been at the top of the High School Football America Top 100 that's created with our proprietary algorithm since early in September, and they uh, will be taking on number 21 Mission Viejo tonight. Mission Viejo on its home turf. We had Bob Johnson on the show a couple of weeks ago, the legendary head coach for the Diablos. He has called it quits, so the, the last game will be the game that his team either loses or wins, depending if they go to the state championship. And the Diablos, uh, maybe maybe they have just a little bit of an upset in them, uh, trying to bring down the number one team in the land, modern day tonight, in the CIF Southern Section Division I semifinals, uh, coming off a very uh, hard-fought win over Orange Lutheran. But uh, Mission Viejo has beaten two Trinity League teams on the way to this matchup with modern day. Modern day, of course, in St. John Bosco, uh, the, the two 
studs in the Trinity League over the last uh, several years. But uh, Mission Viejo showing that out of the tough South Coast League, they can play with the big boys, picking up a couple of wins. And uh, with Bob Johnson announcing earlier this year that this is the last season for him, the legendary coach, hoping for a little magic, as we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, saying maybe it's like the uh, Ted Williams in baseball, where Ted goes off, his last uh, swing is a home run. Maybe Bob Johnson can pull the upset tonight and move a state a step closer to winning a state championship in his final season as the head coach at Mission Viejo High School, public school versus private school, and in the other side of the bracket. It's for the fifth time that uh, number nine, Corona Centennial, is going to play number 19, St. John Bosco. Uh, They've met uh, in either the semis or the championships four straight years, make this number five. They're two and two coming in. Last year was a a, a dandy. It was one of those classics uh, that uh, kind of set the tone for Bosco's championship run to the Open Division Championship in California as Bosco scraped out a 49-47 win in that game. Again, this is the fifth time they will meet in five years. The series is two wins apiece. This is the rubber game tonight, and the winner will get the winner of Modern Day and Mission Viejo for the CIF Southern Section Division One championship. Some great games in the state of Florida this weekend. It's uh, it's a rematch uh, between uh, American Heritage out of Plantation, Florida, number six in the High School Football America Top 100, taking on number three, eight, number 83, Cardinal Gimmids. They uh, met just a month ago during the regular season in district play, and American Heritage eking out a 23-19 victory. Heritage on a 25-game win streak, looking for their fourth straight state championship. This one should be a dandy. Keep up with all the scores in the Top 100 with our live Top 100 scoreboard, powered by ScoreStream, by by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com and we'll be updating everything throughout the day on our social media at Twitter. Uh, our handle there is HSFB America and on Facebook and that is facebook.com forward slash highschoolfootballamerica. Be sure to interact with us there. Tweet us, tag us. We love to hear what you guys are thinking about out there. And uh, as I said, a couple of big games in the state of Florida uh, and this is, a, this is a rematch as well. Northwestern number 11 in the land taking on number 59 Carroll City. These guys are uh, District 16 6A combatants during the regular season in a defensive battle, Northwestern defeated Carroll City by a score of 16-7. to uh, Carroll City is the defending 6A state champs. Should be another dandy. Northwestern coming off of its big win over Miami Central last week, second time during the season that they beat them. The one thing you'll notice throughout the country at this point in time, you get a lot of rematches. We're going to talk about a couple of those coming up in just a second within the top 100. It's been hard uh, for teams to win during the regular season and then get that second uh, win. Uh, it's always hard, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in these rematches tonight. Uh, In Nevada, we uh, get a rematch of last year's state championship in 4A in the state semifinals. Bishop Gorman, number 14, they will face number 64 Liberty last year in the state championship game on the way to their eighth straight state championship in Nevada. The Gales blowing out the Patriots 84-8. We'll have to see if Liberty's gotten a little bit closer to this team that has won uh, several national championships over the last couple of years, including last year's mythical national championship in the High School Football America national rankings. Rematch time in South Carolina. Lower state title game for the right to go to the state championship game in the biggest classification. It is 5A, number 22, Fort Dorchester, out of the Charleston area, taking on Dutch Fork, number 39. The only loss for the Silver Foxes coming at the hands of Fort Dorchester, 41-25. That one coming early in the season. Dutch Fork is the defending state champ in the state of South Carolina. Uh, let's go to Texas, where uh, Lake Travis, the defending 6A Division I champ, is looking for a little revenge. Uh, early in the season, the season opener, they were taken down by Judson in a high-scoring affair, 65-45. Uh, Lake Travis was uh, a, a little banged up at that time. It should be interesting to see what will happen in the game Friday night if they can come back. Again, Judson 41 in the nation, Lake Travis number 43 in the High School Football America 
top 100. Uh, for the first time in a long time, there are no private schools in the Ohio Division I state semifinals. We will have a public school champ this year. And uh, what a run it has been for Mentor. The Cardinals have made it to the state semifinals along the way, knocking out a couple of Saints. They knocked off St. Edward a couple of weeks ago, last week knocking off former number 10 St. Ignatius. Mentor flies into the High School Football America Top 100 because of those two big wins. They are up to number 49, and they take on Olentangy Liberty in the Division I semifinals coming up on Friday night. And talk about a team that is on a roll. Colerain, after opening the season 0-2, losing to St. Xavier and also to uh, three-time defending Division II champion Ohio LaSalle. Colerain has ripped off 10 straight victories, including getting back at St. X last week, knocking him off in the state quarters. And uh, this week at number 91, Colerain will take on Pickerington Central, number 48 in the High School Football America Top 100. Pick Central is 12-1 and and making a deep run into the state playoffs for another year. Let's uh, go to the state of Alabama in 7A where we've got a dandy foursome left. All four teams in the High School Football America Top 100. Rematch time between number 67 Thompson and number 70 Hoover. It's a rematch that everyone's been looking forward to since the regular season game where Thompson got the better of Hoover in a memorable 32-25 win. That was back on October 27th. It secured the region title for the Warriors. But Hoover coming off its impressive victory last week in the state quarters, taking down former number 43 Hewitt Trustville, handing uh, the Huskies their first loss of the season. The Buccaneers uh, looking at a little redemption here against Thompson. Thompson trying to get back to the state championship game for the first time in a long time since 1982. Hoover, the defending 7A champs. That should be a dandy. Keep up with all of the games again on our live top 100 scoreboard at highschoolfootballamerica.com. On the other side, Side of the bracket, number 97, McGill Toolin, making its first appearance in the top 100 this year. They spent a lot of time highly ranked last year. The Yellow Jackets taking on number 57, Central, in the 7A semifinals. Central from Phoenix, Alabama, marks the third season in a row that these two squads have matched up in the semifinal round, and McGill Toolin has won the uh, previous two games. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight uh, to uh, meet the winner of Thompson and Hoover. And rematch time in the state of Tennessee. Number 73, Oakland, going head-to-head with new top 100 team, Maryville, although they're no stranger to the High School Football America rankings. Uh, last several years, they've been uh, fairly highly ranked in the top 50. This year, finally cracking in. They uh, began the season early on just being nipped uh, by Oakland, 17-14. They were without their star quarterback in that game. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in this one. Uh, a lot of revenge on Maryville's mind. That loss to Oakland back at the beginning of the season snapped the Rebels' 70-game home win streak. And Oakland versus Maryland being a home game for Maryland, it's going to be a, an uphill battle for Oakland. Maryville has not lost a playoff game at home since 1999. What a weekend of high school football action it's going to be within the High School Football America Top 100. You can see all of the Top 100 matchups by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Troy McAllister, head coach at Phillips Academy in Chicago, his team going for a 5A state championship in the state of Illinois. It's a wonderful story, a team that has risen from uh, having 12 kids just several years ago when Troy took over to now playing in its third state championship game in the last four years out of the Chicago Public League system that, quite honestly, folks, we've heard about it in the news. They have so many problems on the south side of Chicago. Here is a great, great story of triumph, and we're going to talk to uh, Troy McAllister when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America.
Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current, booth, and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can and see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. Jeff Fisher back on the High School Football America radio show, and I just absolutely love this story. We've had Troy McAllister on the show a couple of years ago, uh, coming up tomorrow against Dunlap. Phillips Academy out of the Chicago Public School System will be playing Dunlap from Southern Illinois for the Class 5A state championship in the land of Lincoln. It is the third state championship game in the last four years for the CPS school. A couple of years ago, 
Wildcats becoming the uh, first CPS school to win a state championship in over three decades. Uh, The story has so many tentacles to it, I'm not sure where to start. In 2010, Phillips Academy, one of the oldest and and most historically African-American schools in the Chicago public system, voted the second worst school in all of the state of Illinois. Uh, They had 12 football players. They were bad. Might even go as far as to say they were horrible at that point. Uh, Troy McAllister, a guy, a white guy from Canada, uh, was hired as the head coach. I'm sure a lot of people were shaking their heads at, uh, at that hire. Uh, Troy McAllister, how could this guy communicate with the, uh, the underprivileged youth uh, in and around the Phillips Academy area? Well, not only has Troy McAllister been able to communicate, he's been able to communicate them into a championship program. I was able to uh, uh, check out uh, what Coach McAllister did in person when I was there um, this past winter. It's phenomenal. They do not have the best facilities in the world, but he gets the most out of the kids, and those kids absolutely adore uh, what Coach McAllister has done since taking over the program in 2010. Again, uh, state championship on the line tomorrow when they play Dunlap, and uh, Coach McAllister has done just you know, it's more than X's and O's and more than wins and losses. He's got kids, you know, going to class, getting good grades, and uh, going on to college. So it is a wonderful story. A couple of years ago, we were able to help Coach McAllister out with uh, all of our partners. Uh, Crossover donated their uh, game film breakdowns. Echo gave me a, a free system for instant replay, and Southern Sport gave them uh, free spats. We were able to, to help Coach out with that. And this year, they've had some, some other big names come on board board to help him out. It's a it's a wonderful story. And Coach McAllister, we're going to talk about this coming up in just a little bit. He's looking to take this team to the next level to become a national power right now. Phillips Academy ranked number 88 in the High School Football America Top 100. And Coach McAllister is on the line right now to talk about another fine year on the south side of Chicago. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's good to have you here. And, uh, you know, I think I visited you, I think it was during the winter months uh, earlier this year. And I remember seeing you guys, uh, you know, working out and then you were running sprints in the hallway there. Uh, We we told the story a couple of years ago about uh, the the difference uh, uh, that you guys have to go through there. But let's uh, let's celebrate uh, what you have coming up here, which is the state championship game. Uh, Tell me a little bit about this year. You started off with a great opening win against the team that's going to play for the 8A state championship and Loyal Academy, and, and I guess you guys haven't looked back, so give us a little snapshot of what happened uh, up until this point. Yeah, I think obviously we started off the season with a, a great win over Loyola, who was a, a nationally ranked team at the beginning of the year, um, and we just kind of carried that on throughout our season, uh, and as we got into state playoffs, we, we got healthy at the right time, uh, and kind of slowly just been hitting our groove throughout the playoffs now, and and had a nice uh, road victory in the semifinals, and now we're on at the championship game this weekend. Tell me a little bit about um, uh, the, the the program as it is now. We we discovered, you know, uh, a couple of years ago when we had we had you on the first time that you know it, it's not been easy. You guys didn't have enough equipment. You had uh, you know uh, not great facilities. All of that good stuff. Uh, so so where is the program now? I mean, uh, is this a point where you expect to be playing this deep into the season? Yeah, I think this is, you know, our expectation is to, to get downstate every year. Um, you know, our, our combined record over the last four years, I think, is about 50 and four. Um, so, you know, there, there's a, a winning culture that we've we brought in here and instilled. Um, and within the program, there's there's been some blessings that have come our way. And um, Riddell and Peyton Manning uh, got us basically 50 new helmets and 50 new shoulder pads as we added a new level of football this year with the freshman team. Uh, so that was a big deal at the beginning of the year, right before our first game. Uh, we had Kyle Long and, and Campbell Soup come out and, and film a commercial with us at practice. Um, it's just been an, an unbelievable year and unbelievable last, you know, five, six years where, you know, we, we've risen from, you know, 12 players at our first practice to uh, where we are now with just over 100 uh, young men in our program. And now we're in our third state championship game in the past four years. It's amazing. Phillips Academy, number 88 in the High School Football America Top 100. I know you and I were joking back and forth via text and Twitter, I think, at some point in the year where you're like, we're close. How close are we now Now that you're there? And, and like you said, these, these state championship games, uh, I'm not going to say they're old hat because every championship game is special. But, I mean, what does it mean to you personally and to your staff and to your kids to, to have some national recognition like this now? 
I think that's been our goal is to become a national power or nationally recognized program and, and to get that and to get in the top 100 and now to up to 88, it's pretty impressive. And, and the hard work we've put in from the, the other coaches to, to parents, to our administration, to the teachers in our school and the young men in the program are just a testament to what they've been able to accomplish. And, you know, we're, we're trying to just keep climbing up higher and higher up the, the rankings. <laughs> no, that's for sure. But it also puts a, 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 you know, a bullseye on you a little bit because, you know, it's no longer, oh, this, this little team from uh, the Chicago, Chicago Public School that kind of sneaked into the championship way back when. I mean, how, how have you as a coach adapted to that and let the kids know that, hey, we're not just, you know, resting on our laurels here because it's a little bit different, right? The first year was sort of like, ah, maybe you sneaked up on everybody. But what, what's the change that you and your coaches do to talk to the kids about, you know, hey, stop reading the press clippings. It's only what we do on the field definitely that that's the big thing is that each week we're we've been the favorite other than week one this year and we've just let our young men know like hey it's a it's a different mindset you need to have when you're the underdog you've got nothing to lose when you're the favorite it's like you've got everything to lose so it's just preaching the mindset of you know prep and and prepare properly do everything you're supposed to do right uh, and good things happen our big thing this year has been we're not just going to compete we're going to dominate uh, I think before we wanted to be competitive. Now it's like, no, we don't want to be competitive. We want to dominate. And, and that's kind of been one of our models for the season. And one of the things you've been able to do, and we are talking with Troy McAllister, head coach at Phillips Academy in Chicago here on High School Football America tonight. One of the things you've been able to do, too, is put kids to the next level, which is impressive. So let's dive into the kids that you have really been impressed with this year, the, the guys that have gotten it on, you know, gotten it done for you, not only on the field, but also uh, you know, off the field leadership-wise. For sure. I mean, right now on our current roster, we have seven players with Division One offers: uh, three, three seniors, three juniors, and one sophomore. Um, you know, it, it, we've got a pretty impressive group, and I think there'll be a few more Division One players out of this this team this year. Uh, and that that kind of says what you know, one, what the young men their abilities are, but also with us within the program, that coach to now recognize like, hey, the players coming out of Phillips can, can play. Uh, we've we've got a young man that's starting at the University of Pittsburgh at defensive tackle. Uh, we've got a, a receiver that's starting at UConn. Um, one of our, our freshman players at Syracuse this year is a, a fullback. He's starting fullback at Syracuse as a true freshman. Uh, and we've got another young man playing linebacker and special teams at Iowa. So the, we're having success as our players move on, and, and it's benefiting. You know, the more success those older players have or former players have, um, the more success it gives or opportunities it gives to the, the young men that are currently in our program. Yeah, so let's get some of the names in there. And I do remember when I was there earlier this year, I can't think of the young man's name from Pitt. We should get it in here. But he was he was back there in the locker room and in the, in the weight room working out with you guys. And that, I know that's critical. But let's talk about some of the kids this year that, that are getting it done for you. Sure. I think, you know, you look at our quarterback, Jabore Gibbs. Uh, he's really committed to South Dakota State. Uh, he's a, 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 an unbelievable young man as a, just as a person. Uh, and a heck of an athlete and a great quarterback. Um, and then you have Cunia Morrison, a defensive tackle who's committed to Northern Illinois University. Uh, big shoes, got size 20 shoes. Uh, he's a big boy, uh, needless to say. Uh, and then Terrence Taylor, who's currently verbally committed to Toledo. Um, defensive end, 6'4", 230 pounds, has a great burst off the edge. Um, and then you get into our junior class, and our tight end kind of is the, the, probably the first true national recruit we're going to have. Um, Jaleel Billingsley, um, he's got multiple Big Ten offers, and he actually picked up Ole Miss uh, about a month or so ago. So that, that kind of got him down in the, the SEC, and, and I think this offseason is going to be really big for him in terms of picking up you know, 40, 50-plus offers. Uh, and then Fabian McRae, a receiver, and Joseph Thompson, a, a cornerback for us in our, our junior class, have multiple uh, MAC offers. And then we've got a, a 2020 uh, cornerback, Ronald Pledger, um, who has a couple Mac offers, um, and with his height and speed and size, he's six two. He's tall and long. He's got he's got a chance to be a national recruit as well. Impressive, 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 uh, Coach. I mentioned the the young man from Pitt. Can you give us uh, his name? I forget it, and I apologize for that. I'm here. I'm here, Watts. Uh, especially young man. Uh, if you get a chance to to kind of look him up, um, last year when they beat when Pitt beat Clemson, uh, he was leading the charge with a, a little dance off after the game. Uh, right in the middle of the team, so it was pretty cool to see. And he's having a, a great year for Pitt. He's starting now and and doing great things. Uh, and I think 
in the end, he's going to have an opportunity for the next level as well. Yeah, and uh, like I said, when he was in the in the weight room there, he was uh, you could see all the young men looking up to him. And like you said, uh, you know, when you see it in front of you, it, it helps you in that manifestation of the next level. We're talking with Troy McAllister, head coach at Phillips Academy. You got uh, Dunlap coming up on Saturday, five A championship game. Tell me a little bit about what you're talking to the kids about. What type of team is this? What are you guys going to have to do right? You know, Dunlap's a big, physical, fast team. Um, we don't know much about them. Uh, other than just our film exchange, they are from the southern part of the state. Um, but they look really good on film, and they're 13-0 and and, and been really handing it to teams. Um, you know, they present a couple tough matchups for us because of their size on the lines, and, and a couple of their receivers are real tall. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got to definitely bring our A game, so to speak, and, and you know, play them tough and, and physical and, and do everything right, and obviously in playoff football, special teams, and, and turnovers are key, and, and I think if we can win those battles, we'll have a great chance to, to be state champs. Talking with Troy McAllister, head coach at Phillips Academy in Chicago. They are playing in their uh, third state championship game in four years, number 88 in the High School Football America Top 100. Before we go away, I know you and I have had some conversations offline about, uh, as you said, you know, you want to take it to that next level, become a national power, and I know you're, you're working on some things. You may not have it together, but tell me a little bit about that philosophy because it looks like uh, 2018 is the next level for you. So tell the, the listeners out there what you're trying to do to get Phillips Academy to be one of those names when people uh, you know, start talking preseason rankings that they're always in that conversation? Definitely. I think for us, we have early in the year with two non-conference games, weeks one and two, so we're trying to find some, some national 100 teams that, that you know, either we can travel to or come to us and, and uh, you know, start the, the year off with a, a big game. Um, hopefully we can start next season in the top 100 and, and uh, you know, just promote and have a, a great high school football game uh, to begin the year. Uh, and for us, that would mean, hey, if, if they're a higher ranking, maybe it bumps us up a little more. Um, and then, you know, obviously you just want that high level of competition early in the year. Uh, we've, we've got some feelers out with the school in Ohio um, and hoping something comes through. And then week two, we're, we're going down to East St. Louis for the, the Gateway Classic. Uh, not sure who our opponent will be, but I know they do a great job down there finding national power type teams. Uh, so we're hoping we, we get matched up with somebody really strong. Yeah, and uh, you, you know the strength of schedule in our algorithm, that uh, those big games, that, that Loyola win helped you out tremendously, that's for sure. Um, yes, for and, sure. And, and then uh, I think you mentioned, and, and maybe I, I'm mistaken here, but is there going to be some shifting in, in within the Chicago Public School League next year that may help you out a little bit too and, and, and strengthen that part of your schedule? Yeah, I think within Chicago Public Schools, they're going to realign conferences and kind of make two or three tougher conferences where – you know, right now we have a couple of tough games in conference. But the rest, we we typically have running clocks. This should make it week in, week out, where we have a, a more difficult game, and obviously, you know, playing a more difficult opponent within the algorithm uh, makes things better for us. That is for sure. Troy McAllister on the line. And I guess the last question going away here uh, is, um, you know, your success within the CPS. Are you seeing some other teams kind of get, get pulled up as, you know, it's that all, all boats rise sort of thing? What, what's, what's happening within the CPS? Yeah, I think, you know, you're seeing more and more programs. You know, one of the teams in our conference, Al Raby, actually made the state semifinals this year. That was the first time in school history. And, and I think a byproduct of having to play us you know, for the past five, six years, you know, that it's, it's forcing teams to, to up their preparation and, and how they do things. And, and I think they, they're starting to show signs of being a, a great program within CPS. Uh, and then there's some, some newer schools that have better facilities and, um, you know, they're putting good coaches in place and, and many schools are really stepping up. Uh, you know, obviously we still have issues with, with some programs that can't field the team on a consistent basis but, you know, I think things are being done to, to kind of avoid those pitfalls and, and focus on the programs that are, are doing the doing things the right way. Well, Troy, it's been fun to watch the uh, the growth of the program and, and, and check you out there. When we get back to Chicago in the offseason, I want to stop down and, and, and learn a little bit more about what you guys are doing there. But it's fun to, to see somebody uh, like yourself that uh, kind of came into a, a, a – I'm just going to call it a bad situation because that's what it was. And to see you guys playing yep. for a state championship is wonderful. Good luck on Saturday and uh, uh, happy holidays to you and the kids and, and everybody associated with Phillips Academy. Appreciate everything, uh, Jeff, that you've done for us, and and, uh, happy holidays to you as well. Okay, taking a break. Coming back with more, you're listening to High School Football America.
Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo instant replay sideline system works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage and coverage specifically from Southern California. Make sure you check them out at usatodayhss.com. And speaking of partners, we are here right now to announce a proud new partnership on the show as High School Football America partnering with Football University also known affectionately as FBU. 
recognized leader in developing and enhancing the ability and skills of serious football players from the 6th through the 12th grades. All of FBU's training coming from FBU's elite faculty of NFL experienced coaches and players who have a passion for teaching the techniques and fundamentals of the game to the younger players. Lots of tentacles to Football University, which includes the nation's premier all-star game, the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, right on down to the FBU freshman All-American game. But the heart and soul of FBU are its regional camps around the nation, and they also have some great showcases. Football University, the only camp with a proven NFL-style curriculum. Now to talk about our new partnership joining me on the show is Edwin Weathersby, who is the West Coast Director of Player Development for the U.S. Army All-American Bowl and FBU. Edwin's resume includes being a scout with the NFL's New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns, and he's here to talk about all of the things going on underneath the FBU umbrella. Welcome to the show, Edwin. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you so, so much for having me, and I uh, couldn't be more excited about, uh, A, this partnership that uh, we've uh, struck with High School Football America, and, and B, um, you allowing me to uh, appear on, on this great show. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, let's kind of just dive into it. Uh, there, as I said, there's many tentacles to this, uh, not the least of which I think, you know, are, are the camps that, that just give great instruction uh, in this great game we love to, to kids, uh, not just high school kids, but, but below that at the youth level. So let's kind of start with that and explain to the listeners out there uh, what Football University is all about. Yeah, at the uh, youth level and both at the high school level, um, everything is connected, as as you mentioned earlier. Uh, there's tentacles and everything um, is centered around our regional camps. Uh, next spring, we'll be in about 28 different cities throughout the entire country, uh, including uh, Southern California, the Bay Area, Seattle, and Phoenix. Uh, that starts April 21st and goes each weekend through uh, May 5th to May 6th. Um, at the youth level, a player comes to our camp, uh, and he is evaluated not only by our NFL coaches, but as well as our team directors uh, in their local uh, community. Uh, for that, they are then uh, selected and invited to play on um, their local uh, uh, community select FBU team that participates in our uh, prestigious national championship middle school tournament at the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade level. Um, for a high school kid, he comes to our camp um a freshman or an eighth grader as 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 well uh, can be evaluated and selected to play in the FBU Freshman All-American Bowl, uh, which I am also the director of. And a, an underclassman, be it a sophomore or a junior in high school, can be uh, invited to compete at the National Combine um, that's held in conjunction with the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. Um, and a junior player specifically, uh, that invite is almost like a golden ticket, if you will, mm-hmm. because getting to the National Combine now puts you um, on a platform for us to evaluate your skill set and athleticism uh, to see if you warrant consideration for uh, an a selection to uh, participate in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. So everything with us is um, centered around a player coming to uh a respective um, local regional camp, um, and the sky is the limit um, from there. Um, Every player, be it youth or high school, at our camp is also competing for an invite to our national showcase uh, called Top Gun um, that's held out in South Carolina in July, um, and that's a a three-and-a-half-day NFL-style minicamp this past uh, summer, we had over um, a thousand kids, respectively, at the youth and high school levels, and um, it's just uh, the uh, premier camp um, in the entire country during that time of the year. Edwin Weathersby on the line tonight, uh, former scout with the uh, NFL's uh, New York Giants and Cleveland Browns, now part of FBU, uh, the West director out here, and like you said, the uh, freshman All-American Bowl, uh, uh, quite the resume there. And uh, kids, uh, if you're listening out there, parents, coaches, uh, if you want to find out uh, the camp schedule, go to uh, footballuniversity.org. It's all easy for you there. It says schedule. You can go through it, like you said, the uh, the first one out here out west uh, in uh, uh, April 21st through the 22nd up there. I, I think you're going to be 
at uh, St. John Bosco, right? That's where you're going to hold that uh, yeah. camp. So, um, you know, in this day and age, you know, we, we all know that, you know, it's proliferating. There's a lot of people out there with a lot of opportunities to do different things and, and whatnot. Uh, you guys have obviously put together a platform that, that you know, it, however you want to look at it, it, it goes up to the U.S. Army All-American Bowl or it comes down from there, but it's a very well thought out thing. Let's, let's talk about the reasons why uh, FBU is, is something that parents and kids should be considering. And, and I think we can start with just the coaching that you have. I mentioned NFL style coaches and all that, and I know you've got some good alum there. So let's uh, kind of tout the, tout the resume there a little bit about FBU. Yeah, this is a camp uh, that is a two-day style NFL mini camp, and every coach uh, that coaches at our camp has either played or coached in the National Football League. Um, this is not a camp where uh, we just roll a ball on the field and tell the kids to have at it, um, or it's not a camp where we say that an NFL coach is going to be there, they appear, um, sip a nice tea, and, and there's other coaches um, there doing the grunt work. This is not that type of a camp. It's yep. an NFL-style mini camp. Uh, the, it starts off with a position meeting. Um, then the players are put on the field uh, mentally challenged as well as physically. We film everything um, so that after that first practice session, a player uh, goes back into the classroom with their NFL position coach. And now, uh, be it a player is in the sixth grade or the 11th grade, they're now sitting in a film room with an NFL coach breaking down film of themselves. And NFL coaches uh, alerting them to what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, um, and, and getting them better. This is a technique-based camp. We also place a heavy emphasis on reps. Um, I believe for our throwing sessions at the offensive and defensive skill positions, uh, we run plays about one every 20 seconds or so um, with fresh groups. So kids are getting a high amount of reps. Um, and throughout the entire weekend, there's various seminars for the parents where we're showing them how to make a highlight tape, collecting their kids' academic transcripts, um, how to use social media as a weapon. We have a seminar for the players um, titled Film Study is a Technique where we're showing them how to properly break down film. So it's just a jam-packed weekend. And at the end of the camp, uh, the parents and their child, uh, no matter what grade they're in, sits down with the NFL position coach that's worked with them throughout the entire weekend and they conduct and hold a intimate one-on-one meeting where the NFL coach then provides them with the written evaluation of their son's skill set. And those NFL coaches will follow up with players throughout their seasons and asking for film and things like that just to make sure that the player is indeed applying the techniques and things that they've learned at the camp through on the field with their team. Comprehensive, I think, is the word. You guys have uh, come up with a system. That's why we're partnering with Football University, better known as FBU. Again, you can learn more by going to footballuniversity.org, talking with uh, Edwin Weathersby. And uh, uh, let's let's talk a little uh, on-the-field action, uh, aside from just camp stuff. I know you're busy out there scouting at this point, uh, uh, most of it being out here in, uh, I would assume, kind of the Arizona corridor up through California into to Oregon and Washington. Uh, well, what are you seeing out there right now uh, when it comes to the West Coast teams and players? Oh, yeah. You know, in the midst of a nine-city and 19-day tour here doing some evaluating and um, other various types of business. And, uh, you know, it's, it's with me being born and raised in Los Angeles, I'm a West Coast guy. Um, our other regional directors, be it uh, D. Jenkins in Texas and um, our guys in the Southeast, you know, we all have arguments over who plays the best ball, but um, I'll always be loyal to West Coast ball here. And, and I just see a ton of talent out here. I mean, two of the nation's best teams, be it uh, at St. John Bosco and, of course, Modern Day. Um, I was at the game earlier this year where Modern Day came out with the win, but um, that game was, was not a high school game. That was a college football game. I was there on the field. Uh, the speed of the game was just magnificent. And uh, we've selected several kids um, from both of those teams to play in the Army Bowl. Then there's also um, so several kids throughout the West, be it uh, Tanner McKee at uh, Corona Centennial uh, and, and several other players uh, we've selected to play the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. So uh, this fall, 
Um, the season's not over just yet, but uh, this has been a thrilling season. Uh, season for someone like me who scours the West Coast looking at uh, high school kids and as well as youth kids as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, And it's going to be a fun weekend coming up here. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll argue with all your uh, comrades like I do and my people in the media. Uh, you're not going to be able to, to, <laughs> to, to beat uh, modern day uh, Mission Viejo and Corona Centennial St. John Bosco in the same bracket. Uh, the, the, the big problem is I got to choose between one of the two to go to. That's, <laughs> that's the, right. one, the one difficulty with it. That's for sure right talking uh, football oh, yeah. university here at fbu uh you can learn more again by going to footballuniversity.org a new partner with us here at high school football america uh, plenty of camps to choose from around the nation and you can get that camp schedule by going to footballuniversity.org uh, you've, you've mentioned the parents a couple of times and i, I think you know when it comes to the players, that's that's kind of cut and dry, right? I mean, the, the the players are the players; they're on the field doing it. But you know, parents are evolving in this space. What is what's some of the advice that you can give to the parents? I know you're doing stuff for them when they're when they come to the camps and all that. But what's what's the modern day parent like? Uh, and we can go good and bad. And what's the thing that you're doing to make sure that they're giving their kids the best advice? They should be educated properly on the do's and don'ts of what they should be doing uh, to create a platform of exposure for their sons. Um, I believe that um, just about all parents want their son sons to play uh, college football on a scholarship, and their sons need to be seen by college coaches and properly evaluated um, to to achieve that feat. Parents need to be properly educated on how they can use social media um, actually as a weapon. A lot of college coaches, if not all college coaches who also do their their recruiting um, are on Twitter and Facebook, and they actually use social media platforms as a prime way to get um, some recruiting done and, and learn about various prospects in, in the, the area that they're asked to recruit. So um, that along with what parents should be doing on the academic side to prepare their sons uh, to academically qualify easily uh, for that uh, ever so uh, uh, needed scholarship uh, are, are some things that you know we at FBU do uh, uh, teach and show parents uh, at the camp uh, uh, throughout that entire weekend. So um, some of the things that, you know, they can learn uh, to help their sons and, and, and more so themselves, actually, um, they can actually learn at this camp. We've had uh, parents come up to us after the conclusion of the camp and tell us that they got more out of this weekend uh, than their actual son did. Um, and their son is standing there just jacked up and, and he's learned so much but um, we've had moms and dads say you know what this camp was not just for my son this camp was actually for me too because there's a lot of stuff that I learned and, and that you guys showed me and I can't thank you guys enough so um, it's it's a great experience and, and parents uh, are, are um, people who we uh, uh, cater to as well not just the kids but uh, their moms and dads as well yeah, no, that's uh, one of the reasons we're partnering with you guys. You guys have it, uh, like I said, comprehensive is a good word. Football University, better known as FBU. You can go on to the website and learn more about everything they're doing, footballuniversity.org. We're talking with uh, Edwin Weathersby tonight, uh, former scout with the NFL's Giants and the Browns, and now he's the West uh, Director of Player Development for the U.S. Army All-American Bowl and FBU and the Freshman All-American Game. Uh, as we wrap up here, um, you know, like I said, I thought the parent thing was very, very interesting to me when I read about it with you guys. And and let's turn to the players now. And, and like you said, they're jacked up. You know, this is nothing new. I mean, camps and, and these major types of camps are, are something that kids are getting better and better at. Let's talk about the modern-day athlete. Well, what, what, what are some of the things you would say to the kids that you see as errors coming in that you guys are trying to fix? What does that modern-day athlete need to know? You touched upon social media a little bit, but, but what, what's the, the thing that needs fixing the most so that we can get these kids in that position for, for that you know, covered scholarship and the ability to go on and get a, a great education at the next level on the field it would be technique uh there's a lot of kids out there that they um have success on the field be it you know a high school kid on friday nights or a youth kid on saturday mornings and they're just dominating their competition but um when they play against 
upper echelon competition, they, they don't have the same success. Um, and, and it's almost always due to uh, their technique or, or lack thereof. Um, so on the field, there's a lot of kids playing with a poor technique, which is something that we stress at the camp, um, as well as having a competitive mindset. Um, you know, there's times where kids, uh, a lot of times uh, things come easy for them on the field, be it they're the fastest kid on the field, biggest kid on the field, strongest kid on the field. But when they line up against someone just as fast, just as quick, um, just as big and strong, um, they they don't have the same success success, uh, be it because they're not used to being challenged, uh, not just physically, but mentally um, from a competitive standpoint. So um, I think that's another big issue is finding kids that or who have uh, a competitive mindset, who want to be great and who understand that uh, uh, they need to uh, compete at all times um, is also something that I'm starting to see. It's a uh, uh, an issue uh, in uh, high school and, and youth athletics, always uh, competing no matter what you're doing um, and, and rising to the occasion against upper echelon competition uh, uh, if you will. Um, and, and that's what college ball is. Uh, you know, there's going to be players that are all league, just like these kids are. And, and, and they're not going to care that, you know, you were an MVP in, in, in your respective league because they were their respective league MVP. So having a competitive mindset, knowing that you're, that you need to be at your best at all times um, is something that, you know, uh, a piece of advice that I would share with uh, a lot of kids nowadays. Yep, good advice, and uh, it's a great way to, uh, to end this segment here. I look forward to having you back on the show as we get closer to some of these camps coming up here. Again, the first one out west here uh, will be uh, held on uh, the 21st of April, uh, Los Angeles area at uh, St. John Bosco High School in Bellflower, California. Edwin, looking forward to uh, a lot of good times, a lot of helping kids out here with uh, you and FBU, and uh, look forward. Are, are you going to a game? I should ask you, are you going to a game? Uh, we're, we're doing this Friday. So are you going to a game tonight? I, I am. I am still checking my schedule. There are several <laughs> games I'm, I need to be at, um, and, and there's several games and um, not even in California that I need to be at. So I'm trying to figure out a way to be at ten places at, at once <laughs> well if you get that figured out then uh, you, you've got a better uh, job in life than any of us do because <laughs> so i think a lot of people could use some cloning out there that's for sure well anyway it's it's yes. fun, fun getting to know you we look forward to the partnership here again folks uh you can go to uh, football university to learn more about the schedule and all the things being done uh by fbu so thanks for joining us have a great uh, holiday season i'm sure we're going to catch up to you on the sidelines sometime here and maybe in the postseason thanks a lot thanks for having me jeff you're very welcome, and it's now time to wrap things up on the show. As we said at the top uh, yesterday, one of my favorite days of high school football, maybe not state championship trophies being handed out, but Turkey Day football, a, a Northeast tradition. I'm a Pennsylvania boy, born and raised, one of the uh, best Thanksgiving Day football games uh, in the nation, if not the best. I'm, I'm a little partial, and I will say I believe it to be the best. Uh, Easton Phillipsburg uh, played at Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania, pitting Phillipsburg High School out of New Jersey against Easton High School from Pennsylvania. All that separates the two is the Delaware River. They battle for the Forks of the Delaware Trophy. I always like to give this little piece of information. Uh, Forks of the Delaware, it's where the Lehigh River comes into the Delaware River, creating a fork, if you will. And uh, that's what they uh, battle for. And yesterday, Easton uh, season ended as far as the playoff run. They were 7-5 and five coming in. Phillipsburg, number 9 in the High School Football America, New Jersey, top 10, going for a sectional championship next week. you got to remember, New Jersey does not play a true state championship bracket. They have, uh, I think it's uh, 29 or 30, I can't remember the number right now, uh, sectional championships, no true state champion there. But they were a perfect 10-0 coming in, and you never know what can happen when uh, it's just about rivalries. And uh, on, on Thursday, yesterday at uh, Fisher Field, Fisher Stadium, not named after me, uh, Easton upset Peberg, as it's affectionately known, by a score of 21-14. Easton now leads the all-time series after 111 games with 64 wins, 42 for the Stateliners, and five ties 
in the series. Uh, no doubt about it. That's kind of the granddaddy of them all, having been uh, aired live twice on ESPN. Uh, just a great, great game. If you're uh, one of those guys that has a football bucket list in high school football, that would be one that you should place into the bucket. Now let's talk about some of the other big games as we go away here and wrap things up on the show tonight. The oldest Thanksgiving Day high school football rivalry comes from the land of the Pilgrims up in Massachusetts where Needham and Wellesley played for the 130th time on Thursday. First game between the two played way back when in 1882. Wellesley picking off four passes on Thursday to beat its arch rival 23-20. And that means Wellesley now leads the series, a pretty close one, 62-59 with nine ties. We'll stay in Massachusetts, where at Harvard Stadium, Boston Latin quarterback Devin Vasquez threw three touchdown passes in a 22-14 victory over Boston English in their rivalry that dates back to 1887. It was played for the 131st time on Thursday. Latin now has won 50 of the last 54 and leads the all-time series pretty pretty big margin uh, 80 wins to 38 there have been 13 ties the Latin English game is considered the longest continuously played Thanksgiving rivalry because Wellesley and Needham uh, that game wasn't played from 1950 through 1952 there were some issues there within the community and schools with some riots so they were not played uh, that game was not played for a, a three-year period. Now, the first ever high school football game was played in 1875 in Connecticut between Norwich Free Academy and New London High School. It was then the uh, Buckley, uh, Buckley High School for boys on Thursday, the two schools. And, and Trish Hoffman and I have checked out this rivalry several years ago. Uh, the two schools hooked up for... Uh, uh, their 156th game, first time they played on Thanksgiving, was 2000. So it's a new Turkey Day rivalry, but uh, it is the oldest game in uh, high school football in America. Again, back to 1875, and after falling behind 16-0 at the half, New London, 3-6 and six coming in, storming back to upset NFA, 26-22 behind quarterback Owen George's 332 yards passing and four touchdown passes. Norwich Free Academy still leading the all-time series, 77-68. to There were 11 ties in this one. Also in Connecticut on Thursday, an upset as New Canaan, the four-time defending state champs in Class L, uh, defeated Darien. It's not an old rivalry. They've only played about a quarter of a century, but their Turkey Bowl was a big one yesterday. New Canaan, the four-time champs, would not have gotten into the postseason to defend their champion, their state championship, but they upset Darien, which came in number one in the High School Football America Connecticut Top 10, and it also brought a uh, win streak for Darien to an end at 34 straight games. The final yesterday, New Canaan 27, Darien nothing. In Maine, Portland beat Deering. Uh, went to head-to-head for the 106th time during winning 22-20. Portland leading that all-time series 58-41 with seven ties. And the only Turkey Day game in New Hampshire, the city of Manchester, decides its city championship by playing the Turkey Bowl. Manchester Central won its third straight Turkey Bowl, beating Manchester West by a score of 42 to, I'm sorry, 47 to 22. Now in Rhode Island, the oldest rivalry, LaSalle Academy against East Providence. They hooked up for the 89th time on Turkey Day. LaSalle resting most of its starters in preparation for next week's state title game against seven-time defending state champ Bishop Hendrickson. Uh, and uh, that helped East Providence pick up a 41-0 shutout victory. LaSalle leading that all-time series 50-37 to with two ties. Find it a little strange or a lot strange that um, a team would sit all of its starters and rest all of its starters. I understand the importance of the Super Bowl state championship games in Rhode Island, but come on, folks, it's about competing. In New York, Fordham Prep and Xavier played for the 94th time, its annual Turkey Day rivalry is known as the Turkey Bowl in the Empire State. It's the oldest football rivalry, high school football rivalry in the Empire State. And while uh, the first Turkey Day game was played in 1905, the team's first ever meeting was December 2nd of 1883. Fordham shutting out the Knights on Thursday by a score of 28 nothing. The longest played Thanksgiving Day rivalry game between two New Jersey schools is between Long Branch and Red Bank Regional. They played for the 95th time on Wednesday instead of Turkey Day. And Red Bank, which had only one game in the win column coming into the contest, shocking the rivals 21-20 in overtime. Next week, Long Branch 
eight and three on the season right now. Will try to rebound when it plays Freehold Borough for the Central Jersey Group Four title. Long Branch leads the all-time series with Red Bank, sixty-one to thirty-one, with three ties. Now to Maryland. There's ten states to play Turkey Day games. Loyola Bakersfield and uh, Calvert Co- Calvert Hall College playing their ninety-eighth annual Turkey Bowl at Johnny United Stadium and Towson University. And uh, Calvert Hall beating Loyola 27-6 to close the all-time series to 49 wins for Loyola, 41 for Calvert Hall. And there have been eight ties. Uh, two more games to talk about in Missouri. Kirkwood winning the Frisco Bell for the fifth straight year. That's uh, what the winner gets uh, when Kirkwood and Webster Groves go head-to-head. 35-7 the final on Thursday in the 110th meeting between the two who have played on every Thanksgiving day since 1952. Webster Groves still holds the series lead, 58 wins to 51 with seven ties dating back to 1898. And finally, in San Jose, California, Lincoln playing San Jose for the big bone game. Yep, they were battling for a big old Cal femur. And on that Cal femur, they have all the results from the uh, the battle between Lincoln and uh, San Jose. Lincoln has really had the upper hand in this one. The win on Thursday, 49-14, extending its win streak over the rivals to uh, 20 years in a row. That means Lincoln gets uh, to keep the big old Cal femur for another year. All right, well, that's going to do it on the show. Uh, Time to get ready to go out and watch some football tonight. Number one, Modern Day versus number 21, Mission Viejo. You can check it out, what's going on, by following me on Twitter at HSFB America or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high school football America. And don't forget to follow all of the games that are going on, including the games going on right now, by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com, clicking on scores. You get our state by state scoreboards powered by ScoreStream, and you will also get our top 100 scoreboard. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night, happy Thanksgiving, and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to the High School Football America radio show.